leadership development exists because none of us are perfect, fully realized people. We all have room for growth in our lives and we need help along the way. Hi, and welcome to the Developing Imperfect Leaders podcast. Because the last time I checked, we're not Jesus. This is a project of the Leadership Development Institute at Hope Community Church, intended to help you grow and explore your leadership skills for service both inside and outside the church. I'm your host, Paul Stiver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and fellow LDI staff team members, Kaylin Larson. Hello. And Natty Severson. Hello. Let's start with a little bit of uh, about us and kind of a fun fact. So, Natty, give us a little fun fact about you. Yeah, I was struggling today as to know what to share. And my response here stems from a book I'm reading. So I love Sherlock Holmes. Love, love, love Sherlock Holmes. Any book, movie, TV show related to Sherlock Holmes, I'm probably on it. Uh, I particularly like the BBC series. Did you guys see that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that with Cumberbatch? Cumberbund. Benedict Cumberbund. Yes, Cumberbatch. <laughs> Eggs Benedict. Yep. Yeah. With that guy. Um, I just I love his powers of observation and that strategic mind that can just figure anything out. And I feel a kinship with that because it's in my lane. Obviously, I'm not like on the genius level of mm. of Sherlock Holmes, but it is I love a good scheme. Like if I could just live out Ocean's Eleven, like if sure. in another life it was, you know, not criminal or, you know, I had no conscience, I would I would love to live out Ocean's Eleven or a Sherlock Holmes movie. Just be in a heist movie? Yeah, I would fall yeah. down more than they do because I am just in general. Okay. But, I was just yeah. going to say that now. Yeah. Okay. In general, it'd be a little more. It'd be like... Maybe it'd, be be, it'd be funny. It'd be next week's fun heist. fact. It'd be like fall down more if than... like Chris Farley was Sherlock Holmes. Kinda. Or uh, okay. uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel, that's a, that's a good oh, one. Wow. Rebel Wilson was okay. Sherlock Holmes. That would kind of be... Everybody's yeah. pulling out IMDb right now to look up all these people. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kaylin, what about you? Give us a fun fact. Uh, my fun fact is um, in uh, the winter of 2014, it was the polar vortex. And I just thought it would be super fun to run outside all the time mm-hmm. in negative 40 degree weather. Many of you who are listening have probably never felt that. It's awful. Uh, yeah, it is awful. And um, with that, the consequence was uh, gaining frostbite on my toes. So now... Gaining? Like it was an addition? <laughs> okay. like, acquired. Acquired. Frostbite. I gained acquired. the consequence, maybe? Yes. Is, <laughs> is now, that it's now dealing with frostbite. Yes, dealing with frostbite on my toes. And so winter is the worst because uh, when, when my toes are cold, my feet hurt. And her big toe is kind of always pink. I got to be honest. That is true. That's not really a fun fact. It's, it's a fact. Of, it's tragic. a tragic fact. It's, yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a sad, sorry, toads. Shout out toes in general. Uh, you help us walk. Okay. So uh, and for me, Paul Cyber, fun fact about me. I, this is actually also running based. I have run two marathons. Uh, and one of the marathons I ran, I did not train at all. Uh, found out the week of that uh, the a person that Allison, my wife, was going to run with could not run. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll I'll run it. And I actually didn't go too bad for the first the, the half was actually a personal best. <laughs> and then at about mile 15, I stopped to walk for a second and my legs seized up. And so I had to like walk in pain the entire rest of the way. Uh, this was Bayshore in Traverse City, Michigan. And so people were on the side of the road 
uh, at their house. And so a woman just gave me ibuprofen from her house. That was kind Aww, of awesome. And then fine. later uh, they had beer and uh, as you were running the race. And so that was also helpful. So you like dumped that right on your legs. Just dumped it on the legs and then that was good. It's like icy so, hot. Yeah, it actually works very similar to, to icy hot. It doesn't. Kaylin's making no. quite a face there. And uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, don't recommend. I'm retired from marathon running. Uh, Smart. I am going to do a half in October, but I'm retired from marathons because the thing Ooh. is, marathons don't end. You're like, hey, ah. I feel like I've run for a long time, and then you're like, I have eight miles left. It is unreal how long they it's, are. So. Even watching someone's grueling. It's yeah, the worst. Right, you I get disagree. Kinda, so I boring. cry at marathons. Okay, but again, <laughs> Kayla, bringing not, the happy here, yeah, Kayla. A lot of fun. I cry at marathons and my toes are frostbite. I've frost permanently damaged the, my toes. Cry, cry happy tears. Uh, Oh, oh, oh. Okay, that that might need a clarification there. Uh, I don't know if everyone... I would cry if I had to run a marathon. I don't know if the average person jumps to happy when they hear crying. So, uh, right. So, real quick, let's get into the topic. So, we're talking about uh, empathy, compassion, and some of these other things. And so, uh, Kaylin, how do we navigate the tension of being compassionate and having high standards? Um, I laughed at this question uh, because I think it's a very tough line to walk. Uh, I am naturally uh, pulled towards operating in a higher standards kind of way. And so throughout my time um, in LDI and then now working full time at Hope, I've had to really learn how to walk the line of compassion and still having expectations of what I want something to look like or what the expectations are for the project or the people that I'm working with. Um, because I, like I said, with high standards, I can be pulled to kind of um, use, not using, but for lack of a better term, um, using people to just get what I need versus seeing them as a person, which is what I want to do. I want to see them as a person and who God's made them to be. Yeah, I found this similar, found this really interesting being in a leadership development program <laughs> because you are on the one hand trying to call someone to higher standards and on the other hand, you have to help them. Uh, so you're trying to help them, but you also have to empathize with who a person is and how they're wired because not everyone is wired kind of more like a Kalen where it's like achieve, get things done on time, um, you know, done faithfully. Some people are more wired to kind of take time relationally or take time to um, really think through something or that just might not be in their wheelhouse a particular project. And so it's kind of the, the tension there. And I, I've found that I also struggle with uh, the compassion piece. Um, and so I'm trying to grow and thinking about what is someone else dealing with as I'm asking them to meet the standards. But at the same time, standards are in place for a reason, right? We do need to get work done. And so it's kind of the combo I've found of of calling people to more while also understanding their circumstances and, and definitely doing that imperfectly. Natty, curious to hear from you. What do you think makes compassion so important in leadership? Yeah, this is, this whole topic here is such a great question. I think it's one of those things that's really fundamental to how, and we're going to engage with leadership development in our church. So I'm just going to sort of like pose, pose a, an, a, an argument here, not to be argument. I'm argumentative, but I'm going to, I'm going to propose something here. So, you know, it's easy to be compassionate towards people who don't need it. Right. So people who do things at a really high standard, a really 
high quality or in situations where there's no negative impact on us and we only feel positive, positive impact, there's no compassion needed, mm-hmm. right? Because everything's meeting our needs, yeah. right? And so we don't really need compassion in that sense. And while that's unrealistic, we know people and we know we've been in situations where it just smooth, goes really smoothly. Hence, no real need for compassion, right? And since no one is perfect and everyone needs compassion, that's totally hypothetical, but we all understand that scale. So it's normally when something's broken or something goes wrong that we need to show compassion. So if we're needing to show compassion a lot in leadership, where it means we're typically dealing with more brokenness and imperfection. Yeah? Are you guys mm-hmm. tracking with me yeah. here? Mm-hmm. So if we don't have space for compassion, we really need to watch out, right? That's It can be tough. Uh, it's when things go sideways um, that we need to really consider, do we have a heart for compassion? Because certainly leadership development, using young inexperiencing leaders in leadership roles is going to create situations where things go imperfectly. Um, I can't imagine looking back on what, 2014 when you started LDI or 2018, Paul, when you started LDI, 17? Yeah. And thinking someday I'm going to be doing a podcast with these two, right? Mm -hmm. It took a lot of imperfect moments for all of us, Mm -hmm. me included, to get to this place. And people showed us that. So, By definition, when people are gaining and developing skills, they're going to make mistakes, right? And so it would be tempting, so we don't have to deal with compassion because that takes some emotional energy, to wait until people are developed or doing great to put them in any sort of leadership development or a leadership position at all. But that's just not wise. So Mm -hmm. we have to have room for compassion as we do this. And it you know, we have to have that scale that tips from when it's risky and irresponsible um, to put a, a leader in a position, a person in a position of leadership where they could harm somebody or do real damage. But we also have to weigh that with the benefit of putting young leaders in a place where they can try and have room to make mistakes um, and that we have to show compassion. So it's the scale. If you could see me, I'm holding my two hands up and I'm, I'm trying to balance them. It's that scale between being responsible, but also letting people try. And it's where we judge that tipping point to be that's going to show our tolerance for mm-hmm. leadership development yeah. as an organization. Because I think in a church, it's just really easy to begin to worship that idol of perfection. If the congregation sees perfection, then they're going to, I don't know, somehow that we have this false belief that that's how people see Jesus. If we screw up on stage or if we, you know, start a song in the wrong chord and have to Mm -hmm. start again, somehow that reflects badly on Jesus, which in my humble opinion just isn't true. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I think about this with being an intern first and then now being in a staff role where I'm mentoring interns that when I'm really operating in compassion, I'm remembering, hey, hey, Paul, you didn't always know how to do this. And so the thing that they're struggling to do, you also struggled to do. And so you kind of are tapping into that, which leads us into the quote of the week. And so for this uh, section, we like to take a deeper look at the episode's leadership topic by engaging with a quote that has impacted us or a resource we've used. And so today's quote comes from a YouTube video uh, featuring a monologue from Brene Brown on empathy. Brene Brown's an author, speaker, and she says this about empathy. She says, empathy is a choice and it's a vulnerable choice because in order to connect with you, 
I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. So again, so empathy is a choice and it's a vulnerable choice because in order to connect with you, I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. Uh, Natty, what's your, what's jumping out at you from this quote? I think the first thing that really jumps out about me is that phrase vulnerable choice, right? And then that connects to this idea. It's a vulnerable because we, I, I agree with her in the sense that to really experience empathy, we need to connect with something in ourselves that understands that feeling, right? That time that somebody let us try and we failed or didn't live up to maybe our own expectations or even their expectations. And they had to deal with us kindly and that. So it makes us slow down. It it takes time to have empathy. It takes emotional energy, which I think we all kind of feel uh, drained on all the time. And it, it, it takes us looking into our own failures, both past and present in the face. And like, who really likes to do that? Nobody really mm-hmm. likes to do that. Um, I love this video. Um, I highly recommend it if you have not seen it. And so uh, if we could link that in the show notes, that would be awesome. Uh, but what the video is trying to portray is a deep sense of vulnerability. So in this video, you are walking in the muck and mire with that person. Um, and that is kind of, I mean, just the idea of empathy, right? Like Natty was saying, connecting uh, with them uh, through something that you have also experienced. So it's not just looking at their situation, trying to find the silver lining and telling them, you'll get through this. It will be okay because that's not what they need in the moment. Right now, they want someone to be there with them feeling it. Um, being empathetic involves feeling with them. And it's hard. Uh, like Natty said, it takes a lot of emotional energy and it is messy and it can hurt. It can hurt you to be reminded of your past experiences or what that could feel like. Yeah, that's really good. I, I was looking into this from a leadership angle and I was thinking about it. I can't tap into something in myself if I'm trying so hard to present an image and I'm afraid to be real. Mm. So if I've got to like, if I'm trying to, um, uh, you know, be this perfect leader. I actually can't tap into compassion for you because I'm, I'm trying to present something I'm not even. So I can't even tap into those failures and those past experiences for myself. And it was interesting. I was reading a report this week that said that employees actually connect more. This is just from a, a you know kind of thinking employee sense. Employees connect more with bosses who who they think care for them. They actually highlighted that as why they would stay at a job over job satisfaction. Wow. Which is really interesting. So this, when we think about this from a leadership angle, uh, compassion is huge. You think about the people you follow when they um, show you that they care for you, that they've thought about you, that they have, have been in your shoes, then you really do connect with them and tap into a different level. Um, but it is hard. I think there's something about us that wants to self-protect, kind of Natty, what you were hitting on. I don't want to tap into my failures. I don't want to tap into hard feelings that I've had. Um, but man, when we really do, we find connection with people um, that that really can can bridge gaps. So as we think about this podcast, we're always trying to help imperfect leaders to grow. So we want to remember this is a journey. There might not be always the perfect or right answer, but what are some practical ways we can grow as an imperfect leader when we think about compassion? And just to start, I think... Um, we have to be willing to be inquisitive about where others are at. That was something that I've been trying to grow in. How, what is, I'm watching someone struggle with something 
And if I'm not being compassionate, I kind of want to sit in a high tower and judge them and say, oh, they got to figure this out. When I'm actually being compassionate, I move toward them and I say, hey, what's going on? How can I come alongside you? What might you need in support? So that's one, becoming more inquisitive about others. And then the other one, uh, and this is, um, the only thing I wrote is stop fearing connection. I think we're afraid to either connect with hard things about our lives or connect with hard things about others' lives. And we can... Um, instead, of, instead of fear, again, move toward people. We actually have a lot to gain. What, uh, Natty, I'd be curious to hear. What are some things you think practically? I did have some practical things. They overlapped a lot with what you said, but just adding to what you said, I think busyness and yeah, just this general busyness and a need for efficiency is probably what's going to cause us to not be compassionate. Yeah. Right. Because it takes time to stop. It just it just occurred to me, right? If we're if we're hoping to um, be a f- super efficient at something, stopping with somebody who is impeding our perfect progress is going to be frustrating or antithetical to what we believe our goals to be, right? And so, just in general, our or our busyness. So, if we could declutter our lives a little bit, mm-hmm. or our schedules, and maybe have room in there. Maybe we need to have compassion time blocks in our schedule. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Paul, with what you said. Basically, I, I put, we need to know, really know other people, like try to get to know them. And my solution to that, and you said be inquisitive. I said, be curious. Um, that's some, that's a phrase we've been tossing around here at Hope a little bit more is, is be curious, ask people what they need. Um, don't just think of what you think their needs might be or what I would need if I was in their shoes, but ask them what their needs really are. And then in the midst of doing that, remember that the ground is level at the foot of the cross, right? That the gospel isn't about us being superior or better or perfect. The gospel is about us knowing that we all have value, that we all have dignity in the eyes of God, no matter if we're a success, failure, or whatever words we might put on that. Um, our value is found in the, in the Lord and that the ground, again, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Uh, for me, uh, it kind of, it just touches on things that you guys have, you guys have said as well. Um, but I would say just let your guard down. Um, I think showing compassion and empathy is a form of humility. Um, And I mean, we can't really grow in humility without the Lord, but by letting your guard down, um, by letting people in, allowing them to see you and then you moving towards others, I think is a great way to grow in that. Um, Paul had said this earlier, but culture tells us that we need to be a strong, stoic leader who doesn't really show emotion and just kind of display perfection. And that is not, who people want to follow. Um, uh, people follow those that they can relate to. And so um, I think that just starts with letting your guard down. That's great. So one takeaway as we think about kind of this topic moving forward as imperfect leaders uh, that I was having was, uh, I and Nettie, you kind of touched on this, I can't tap into others. Or I can't have compassion if I am filled with noise, one, so kind of just in this world of constant content coming at us on social media and other places, I can't actually tap into compassion if I'm filled with noise or uh, if I'm filled with uh, kind of self-obsession. It's just pride, mm-hmm. right? I was thinking about like how how small my compassion meter is uh, when I'm just so focused on me and what I, I kind of hit on Natty, what I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish or 
when I'm notice when I'm more prideful, I'm just not interested in listening to people, right? Like I just want to talk and say what mm, I think, mm-hmm. which is interesting as I'm talking into a mic right now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Listen right? to me. I just want to share what I think instead of asking a question or listening to someone. And so just a couple things I'm thinking about. Uh, I think uh, my takeaway is um, just this is something I'll always have to continue to grow in. I am more of a efficiency type of person. And when my efficiency is on high gear, uh, my compassion is not. And so uh, it's just a fine line that I'll always have to walk. Yeah. And I think for other reasons, just my zeal to engage and, and get things done and make things fun is going to impede my own ability to um, be compassionate because I have to slow down. And so that's one thing. And, and I, I was challenged on this point early in my ministry, not the one I mentioned, but the one I'm about to mention is that compassion can't just exist inside of you. It has to be something you extrovert. And I don't mean extrovert in terms of a social media post. I mean extrovert so people can hear you and hear your heart and and understand what's happening inside of us. I think we might be accused of being incompassionate. Incompassionate? That's not a word of not being compassionate when, um, in fact, we're like, but it's in my heart. But again, no one knows what's sitting inside of our heart. We have to be good at extroverting that compassion toward other people and letting them hear that one, because it could be just like a balm to their soul. That's such a thing that people say in church, but it really is. It's like lip, lip balm on a windy, cold day, right? Oh, it feels so good. And so just really getting good at extroverting our compassion. Well, that wraps up our conversation for today, but we want to keep connecting with you. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow our show and leave a review. We love connecting with our listeners. So if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please email us LDI at HopeCC.com. LDI is a ministry of Hope Community Church based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We seek to develop leaders in their biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skills for service both inside and outside the church. We do this through internships, classes, seminars, and retreats. If you're interested in learning more about our internships or other opportunities, visit ldi.hopecc.com or email ldi.hopecc.com. Have a great week.